This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these, the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill, and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. This is the final Sunday of the church's liturgical year, and it's celebrated all around the world in the Catholic Church as the Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, which means next Sunday we begin the season of Advent. We've heard all during November, daily and on Sunday Masses, some of God's major revelations to humanity, ultimately through Jesus, about what God wants us to know about the final things, about life after death, about eternal life, about hell, about judgment, all sorts of things. We've heard for the last several Sundays three parables from Matthew 25. The first two are fully parables. Remember the the maidens, the ten maidens, and then we heard about the people with their talents last week, all about our judgment after we die. And this is just kind of a parable. It's only a parable-ish because the only parabolic elements, I don't know if that's even the right word, are that Jesus, the judge, is like a shepherd, and the people he judges are separated like a shepherd separates sheep from goats. But that's it. When you hopefully enter into this this week, this is about people. Take this passage, enter into it, but the vision is Jesus on his glorious throne, eternally judging human beings. So whether it's at, this is ultimately about his final judgment when he comes to judge the world and bring it to its conclusion, or if you and I die tonight, it's the same judgment, same judge, same judgment. If you have, I hope, entered into the last couple weeks' parables, 
I think you might have said, I'd like some more detail. I know I've got to have my lamp ready with the fuel, but what is the fuel? Can I get some more detail about that? I know I have to present what I've done with the gifts God has given me. I have to produce with them, but how about some more detail? This is for you. So in here, Jesus says himself, and you'll see that there are uh, affirmations of his other teachings, that in the end, whether we die tonight, whether it's his final judgment, he alone is the judge of everybody. He separates people into two groups. You end up either ultimately going to heaven or ultimately going to hell. Sorry, this side of the church, not good news for you. Heaven or hell. Could be purgatory on the way to heaven, but it's heaven ultimately or hell. The judgment, there's no test like the other teachings. There is no quiz. There's not even an argument for oneself. Last week, when one person tries to argue for himself and he lies, he's shut down by Jesus. Jesus does not ask anything. Your life is done. By the way, if you think that there's another life, you obviously have not heard the teaching of Jesus Christ. Sometimes you hear these people who say, I know I lived as a you know, French revolutionary in a past life. These people have dropped way too much acid and it's really affected their brains. You die and your soul goes for judgment. Please get this memo, it's really important. If you're looking for another chance, not gonna happen. So, the judge Jesus, who has lived a fully human life, doesn't ask any questions, he repeats back to us how we have chosen freely to live our lives. He is present in every moment of our lives. What you and I can't even re remember about our pasts, he remembers eternally and positively. He's looking for love, and he repeats back to us how we have chosen to either live love or not live love. God gives us every moment of our lives. That is love. Love by nature requires a response. Doesn't matter whether you like this or not. When I receive love from a person, but all the more from God, I make a choice. Either I respond by loving, or I choose not to respond by not loving. Doesn't matter what I think. This is the truth. So Jesus gets into great detail here about what true love is. I, and it's the same repetition for everybody, the people who are, you know, the people who are going to ultimately hell and the people who are going to heaven, I'll see you guys for coffee afterwards, same standards. I, Jesus, and this is surprising to everybody in their judgment, it should not be for you and me. I, Jesus, was hungry. You made a choice. You either fed me or you didn't feed me. I, Jesus, was thirsty. You made a choice. You either gave me drink or you did not. I, Jesus, was a stranger. You made a choice. You either welcomed me or you did not welcome me. I, Jesus, was naked. You made a choice. You either clothed me or you didn't clothe me. I, Jesus, was sick. You made a choice. You either cared for me or you didn't care for me. I, Jesus, was in prison. You either visited me, you made that choice, or you saw that I was in prison and you chose not to visit me. So everybody's surprised. The people who are going to heaven three times say, when did we see you in all of these conditions and do these things for you? 
the people who are going to hell ask, when did we see you in these conditions and not minister to your needs? And he's very direct. What, what, whenever you did these things or did not do these things for the least of, my, of your brothers, you did or you did not do these things for me. I, Jesus, was present in all of the people in need you ever encountered. You chose how to respond. I mean, think about this. If you are hungry, once I know you're hungry, I do have to make a choice. Either I give you food or I don't give you food. If somebody is a stranger, if someone walks into this church today and it's a stranger and I recognize this is a stranger, I have to make a choice. Either I welcome the person or I don't welcome the person. When people in the, in the teaching get this, no one disagrees. No one says, hey, no, 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 actually I did feed you. you, you missed that. Nobody says, they also don't say, no, I didn't care for you. They get it when they hear the truth. The people who Jesus, in the sum of their lives, only he knows how this goes, when he somehow sees that these people have fundamentally lived love, lived his love, they go off to eternal life. And when these other people, he judges, have fundamentally rejected his love, they go off to eternal punishment. This is the teaching of Jesus Christ. If you need to struggle with this, struggle with this. It's what he teaches all the way through his ministry. So, let me give you just a, a couple of ways that I find I can choose to have this teaching guide my life in the decisions I'm making. One way is, it's just Christianity 101. It's an affirmation of what Jesus teaches from the get-go. If you want to be my disciple, you have to follow me. You have to take up your cross daily. You have to put me at the center of your life and live the way I live. That's just an affirmation of how Jesus lives. He goes out into the world. He encounters people with all sorts of need, people who are ill, people who are alone, people who are alienated, people who are very sinful, people who are occupied by evil. And he enters into their lives and he addresses their needs. So one way is just the more I learn how Jesus lives and how he teaches us to live, if I put it into practice, I'm saying yes to eternal life, to life right now, to changing the world and helping build his kingdom now, but ultimately to eternal life. That's one way. All of this is true. A second way is I can over time enter into the mystery and the reality that Jesus is in fact present in every human being. Monica, you were created through Jesus Christ. The fact that you are on this planet means that he still is present in you. You're created in the image and likeness of God who is Jesus. If I can't stand you, if you are very unattractive to me, if you're a nasty human being, and I accept this truth, I try to see that Jesus is still present in you. Even if you're on your way to hell, he still has given you time, and I can accept that and live his love in you because I recognize he is present in you. That's deeper than just following Jesus. That's a goal. It doesn't come automatically, and it doesn't necessarily come permanently, because let me tell you, she 
is nasty. And it's very, she's also the principal of Lawrence Catholic Academy. It's hard for me to recognize Jesus in her, but I can work on it because I believe this is the truth. Third, particularly if that's a struggle, believe me it is, here it is, kids. You ready? If you spend time reflecting on the least in Jesus' life and how he loves the least, the ultimate way he loves the least is that. The ultimate revelation of who Jesus is is that he enters into the lives of the single most sinful people on the planet, and he recognizes their need to be freed from sin now and eternally. And what he does is he enters in and he loves. He gives selfless, sacrificial, outpouring, merciful love into sin, into death itself, for the worst sinner on the planet who is me. I am the worst sinner on the planet. Jesus Christ personally gave his entire life to save me. Love requires a response. I want to respond to his dying for me. I want to give love back to him. And he makes absolutely clear in that passage, the way you do that is you see the need of another person and you give love back to me by loving the least person. I am the least person on this planet, and the way I return his love for me the least is by entering into others' lives and loving them. That I can get. Then it really doesn't matter if I like you, because I love him, and I want to return love to him. I really want to give him love, and I'm happy to do it through you because you're the least, because you are such a mess. But he's already done this for me. I want to do it for you. That is, I believe, the full motivation to say yes to salvation. It does not matter who the least is, because I am the least. In the end, this reminds me, in the end, Jesus is not going to be looking for my having seen him in every person. He's going to be looking to see himself in me. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.